0: Hi, you're again with Volleyball Explained and uh, our podcast First Tempo. Today, I am very happy to welcome us, our guest, uh, Jan Zimmermann, the setter of the German national team and the team of uh, Padova. Jan, thank you very much for, for being here.
1: Hi, and thanks for the invitation.
0: <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, just for a start, Can you tell us uh, actually how your career started and how did you choose uh, volleyball? Because we all know know that uh, actually in Germany, volleyball is for sure not even the second most popular sport, taking into account that, of course, football is the first.
1: Uh, Yeah, as you said, football is the first. So also I started with with soccer uh, when I was really young. But all my family played always volleyball and uh, especially my mom, she always wanted me to try it at least because one of her good friends, who is also one of my good friends right now even if he's a little bit older, uh, he was a coach and he was also a coach of the first division team and he was always pushing me to come one time uh, just to try out and in the end I went one time and I never left again because everything went really good and I had some talent I guess. and. Uh, Yeah, if you if you win, especially if you're young, it's like, yeah, it's it's nice, and you continue.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure you have talent, but uh, uh, as as I mentioned, Tadasports, do 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 you think that? Actually, let's start from the beginning. Uh, where do you think is volleyball placed in terms of popularity in Germany? Because we, we said uh, football is first, but basketball, probably handball also.
1: Yeah, we have uh, handball, basketball, especially handball is one of the, the most yeah, popular sports, I guess, because the league is one of the best in, in Europe for sure. Um, also, basketball. The basketball league is is strong, and also ice hockey. Actually, like there are three leagues which are which are pretty popular, and also there is a lot of money inside. Um, especially in terms of marketing, I think they made a really good good job of, especially the basketball league in the last years. So we are actually probably in sport number five, four, five, something like this. And um, so, the yeah, it's not so easy at the moment for the Volleyball League in, in general because after the COVID situation, there's also less money than before. But there are, as you see Berlin, for example, there are one, two really good good teams still, and they, they also play good in the Champions League. So, yeah, they are trying to get back, which is not so easy.
0: Yeah, and they will play in the, in the quarterfinals of the Champions League And is there any other sport you like? For example, practicing or just watching?
1: Well, I I played soccer and I really liked it when I was was young. At the moment, I'm not following... I like to play it still. Also, before the games, I always play a little bit of soccer, but um, I don't follow it so much. Uh, I started to follow a lot more basketball because I have two good friends which are playing. Uh, One stopped now, the other one is still playing. So, yeah... I'm more into basketball. I like to play every kind of sports with like with a ball in the end. Um, and I also like to change in the summer to play something else. I tried paddle. I tried I played tennis myself when I was younger. Um, I like basketball. Like as soon, as soon as there's a ball, I'm in normally.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um uh, yeah, let's start in in volleyball on the substance uh, now. Uh how do you develop a working relation with the Spikers and how much time do you need in order to, uh, to, to adjust to what they need and for them to adjust to you? And for, for example, you, you are playing now with Linus Weber both in the national team and, and in winter. I'm sure that that helps a lot.
1: Yes, for sure. I know Linus for some time. Uh, it helps us a lot that's that's for sure, and he's also really confident with me, which helps the team in the end because the opposite is one uh, one really important spiker for for my team. So that's something really positive I think for for Padova, for me, for him. So it's it's something which which helped us through all this season. But in in general, I think the older you get, the less time it it takes because. Spikers are different, but there's always some similarities, I guess. This season, for example, with Lepke, he's really similar to Schott in the end in the national team. It's still a little bit of difference in in the ball they need, but they are pretty similar. And then there there are other players, for example, Bottolo needs more of a ball like Caliberda. They're also... Yeah, the middle blockers, which are always a little bit have the same style. So the more time you you played with with different kind of players, the less time it takes. This year, especially in the beginning, I think we we found each other pretty fast, um, which which was also good work from the spikers. But I think also that that I'm not a difficult setter to play with because I always try to help him. I'm I'm talking a lot so that helped us in the beginning and helps me always uh, to adjust quite quickly. And
0: yeah, of, of course, experience uh, matters a lot, but how did you cope with, with players, spikers who are complaining that this ball is slow, this ball is short, this ball is long?
1: There's always a limit, you know. <laughs> uh, if, they, if they tell me, okay, in the beginning, especially if they talk to me, it's no problem, but after a while, if they're complaining all the time then yeah i make sure that, that they understand that they also have a job to do it's not that they they give me the receptions always on the on this in the same point so i think it's it's more a work that that has to come from both sides i try to adjust a lot and i'm seriously or i'm quite sure that i'm not a not a setter which is which is not hearing you out but in the end i think uh, there's always a limit. If they if they exaggerate, um, then I I will tell them also. Okay, look, this is the ball you get, or you spike it, or you don't. But try to help me also.
0: Yeah, there's is, there's is no a weak uh, set. There's also only a weak uh, spiker. Yeah, <laughs> let's say it in this way. Yeah, um, and. How actually did you take your decisions? Of course, the tactics work, but there there are also other factors. Like, for example, uh, the result at the moment, the the shape of the attackers, the form of the attackers you can rely on at a given moment, the blockers on the other side, which is for you the most important factor. And actually, if I can replace also the question, there are some coaches which are uh, more into giving freedom to the setter uh, and there are others who are giving more concrete instructions. Uh, which, is, which is your style of, of these?
1: I think it always has to be a mix. Um, and I think the more the game is going on, you have to feel also your team, like the strength of your team, but also the, the moment of a spiker. Um, it's not always easy to find a good mix. Um, especially now here in Italy, the tactics are, are like really... And the blockers the level is really high. Um, so I think it's always a mix. I think it's a good idea to start the game in a tactical kind of way. So you play against blockers, you play a little bit with, the, with an idea of the game. Because in the end, on this level, all the spikers can spike. It's not a problem. But there's always a better day for one spiker and a better day for another spiker. So um, I think during the game, you have to really feel who is on fire, who is, who is making the important points and who has the courage to, to, to take also responsibility in the important moments. And um, this can change from game to game. There's, there were also seasons that it's always the same guy, but there's, there are also seasons for example, this year we have a really young team. It's it's a little bit different. We we try to, or I try to, to find always the the guy who is on fire in, in the important moments.
0: Yep, and, and uh, because I mentioned uh, coach uh, some some minutes ago, uh, which is the most who is the most uh, influential coach in your career? Let's say so far.
1: Influential on on tactics or on technique
0: it could be both for example it could be it could be more than one for example one in your uh, career as a, as a young player and one uh, later in your men men's career uh, already as a professional player
1: i think there are different yeah yeah different types of coaches which, which helped me a lot I have to say the coach I had the first, and I'm also still a friend of his. He influenced me a lot on going the right way, taking the right decisions um, to get a professional player. He pushed me always on a like on a mental level to to get professional, and he was a really important, uh, really important point in or a really important guy in my or coach in my career. Um, and then there are different. I think all the coaches I had, they gave me something. For example, my first two professional years in Friisov, I had Mokulescu, which was a great coach. We also played with a lot of Bulgarians, uh, especially te- technically and how he was working and how he was pushing me. was was really important to start my career, also 30 years after. Now here, I, I have one, like our... Our main coach, uh, Jacopo, is doing a really great job on a, on a tactical level, I think, um, and also giving enough freedom, which is important, I guess, or I feel it's important for me. But we also have a, have, a, have a coach here who is only working with setters who nobody sees, and I think technically he's doing a really, really great job. And I could do, like, good improvements here. But also John Gian, Janjo... Andrea Gianni, he he made like he made me make a big uh, a big step in my career. Ital Heinen was a good coach on tech on, on really tactical level. Um, but I think these are the the most influential coaches I had, but all on different levels and all in different ways. So I think it's important even for young players to to take always something from each coach because in one. In one point, they can always help you.
0: Yeah, uh, I
1: mean, and, yeah maybe three or four.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's 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 normal because uh, every person can can give you something different from the other, and you can just uh, just gather these uh, these new new skills and uh, and advice from from different people. Uh, because you mentioned uh, Vito Heinen, uh, how is the how is the heinous approach different? Because uh, you were under under uh, the charge of him uh, in both the national team and also the last the last season in uh, in Perugia, because we we know that he's a little bit different than other coaches, not only mentality. I think.
1: For sure, he's different, but his focus for me, when I reflect on on the years and the coaches I had, is way more on in a tactical way and when I came to him was the focus was always on not doing too many mistakes like always managing the game for everybody not only for setters but also taking right decisions and feeling the game also a little bit you when you have to risk when you have to risk less and when sometimes you also have to make the other team play because you're you're doing good and they are in difficult uh, difficult moments um yeah and then his his approach or how he's how he's talking to players how he's managing the team is 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 special and as i said especially in tactical in tactical preparation
0: yeah and now he's going to to be in charge of the germans but the women's national national team and uh, why do you think that the things with him didn't didn't go that that well at the at the end of the the last season in Perugia, because uh, we all know that there was some some problems. For example, Atanasievich didn't uh, didn't play, and so then another another opposite uh, came. How do you how do you feel this, this situation, you personally?
1: Well, I think, as you said, it's a really dif- really difficult. It was a really difficult situation for for him in the end with the team. You're, you're in a team with a lot of big characters, which are sometimes, yeah, if you have a lot of big characters, a lot of big players, it's not so easy to manage them all the time. And yeah, the situation with Atanasijevic was was really special in the end. We, yeah, we didn't, we didn't find a way to integrate our our op- opposites or he didn't find the way uh, in the way we needed because in the end we were we were counting on Atanasievich and I think they they didn't find a way or he didn't find a way to make him play uh, as he can or as he did before and that made that made all the situation in the team also not so easy so, uh, as you know he's a he was an important player for Perugia, and he's yeah it, they all called him the king of Perugia. and if this relationship is not working i think it's not easy for a coach um but also with the team there were some some internal problems which uh, yeah i would say i it's difficult to talk about it in, yeah. in public
0: yeah of course that's uh,
1: that's pretty normal you, you could see, I think, also outside that not all the things were going so good.
0: Yeah, for sure, for sure. Of course, I'm not going to to ask more, but uh, but we all know that uh, yeah, some some things were not working in the best possible way. But let's finish this topic with Perugia with uh, what makes the Leon that special.
1: There are different things. Um, First of all, and that's, I think, special for a player or for maybe the player, for me, the best player in the world, yeah. um, he's really human. Huh? Like, he's not, let's say, he's not feeling himself better than anybody else. And he makes you feel, for me, for example, as a second setter, he, in Peruta which I was he made me feel still an important player for the team and he understood that everybody has his role and everybody is important for a team to to win something and on a on a human level he's he's amazing he's never arrogant he knows that he's a really really good player and he knows maybe that he's the best player in the world but he shows everybody that, he needs him to play as good as he can and then we don't have to talk about his jump his serve and I think the best thing he has is his shoulder like even if he's not jumping maximum he's, his arm is so fast and uh yeah I think there is not a better spiker than him existing at the moment that's my opinion maybe it's it's also subject subjective but he's He's a, uh, something else. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and let's go a little bit back because you mentioned that you have played with, with Bulgarians in Friedrichshafen, but you you haven't played only there with Bulgarians. You played also with uh, Alex Groznanov in uh, in uh, Masek and now he, you're he playing was, with... He's my
1: favourite Bulgarian. He, he will always be my favourite Bulgarian <laughs> because he, he, ma- he made me make a championship 14-13 in the fifth set in Belgium, so he's he's number one.
0: Yeah, can you can can you tell us uh, that story about about being a champion with uh, with the last point I believe by uh, attacked by yeah, yeah. by Alex.
1: Yeah, it oh. was it was uh, rotation one, so I was I was in one and uh, it was 14-13 for us in the tiebreak in the last game of the championship, and I saw Alex, he was playing good. And I told him before, I will give you this ball. Don't worry. And he spiked as strong as he can. We won the championship. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a a really nice moment, and I will remember him for this all the time.
0: Yeah, and you played with. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but with uh, Svetoslav Gotsev in Friedrichshafen, Viktor Yosifov and Valo Botov.
1: Yeah, and also yeah. All of Oslo. I, I consider uh, uh, Simeonov also as a Bulgarian. Yeah,
0: yeah, Simeonov yeah, also. Yeah, all, all four that time or on uh, yeah. at Frit- the same I time did. in Friedrichshafen or not?
1: Because... My first professional season, I played with all four of them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they you... were
1: all at this moment. They, I think, three. I think three of them, or all four of them, came from Italy. So they were way more experienced. They were good players and. And uh, strong characters for sure.
0: Yeah, uh, and because you mentioned uh, uh, something additional to to what I have prepared uh, uh, in advance, but because you mentioned po- a position, uh, you were in position one in this in this situation with Alex finishing the the championship in Belgium, but. Can you tell us this this problem with the setter in rotation one in position one uh, from the from your perspective? How is how is different because uh, commentators are always talking about this is the most problematic position because uh, because uh, the, the the spikers in in two and four uh, swapped and uh, and not playing in their traditional positions.
1: Well, I think that's the most difficult thing because. They are not comfortable. Not as normally, not as comfortable. Let's not talk about Rosar yesterday because he's really comfortable into. <laughs> but most most of the time, they are uh, <clears throat> they are not as comfortable as at, in their position. Then you still have the problem with the first, like the first tempo is not a problem, but the pipe sometimes can be a problem because the pipe spike is coming from position five. So the the mix up is. Is a little bit difficult uh, in, in general um, it depends always on a team I had years which p1 was never a problem sometimes it was our best rotation and sometimes you're you're in difficult times it depends always a little bit also your opposite it depends your spiker how comfortable using two. but that's like for me the most or the biggest problem in the end
0: yeah uh, let's uh, let's finish our conversation with with the Padova topic. You started very, I, I would say, we started the, the season great. You beat uh, you beat Trento in pala Trento three uh, two in the in the in the uh, in the andata and uh, but then things go a little bit worse. Why do you think is the reason? And do you believe that also COVID has influence on that because there were a lot of uh, a lot of matches postponed and just your, probably not your only rhythm, but also the rhythm of the of the other teams uh, get worse.
1: Well, let's say we were, I think we were playing good in the beginning. And also yesterday, I think we didn't play bad, for example. The thing is that in the beginning of the season, they didn't expect us to be so strong. We were a young team. We were wild. We were, we were, we were going, we were never giving up and we still don't. But I think teams are growing, and if you take player by player, the other teams are stronger than us. If we, if, yeah. if we watch, for example, Piacenza, we won, we won here 3-2 at home. On the other side, there's one Olympic champion. There's Russell, who is playing on this level, was champion in Italy. There's Rosar, he was, play, he was one of the best receivers last season. There's Holt. So these are teams which are, if you take player by player, they are really strong. And we were, we were especially serving really, really good in the beginning of the season. We are still serving good, but they, they find a level they find also together. And I think for sure COVID didn't help us. So it broke a little bit our rhythm because before we to at home against Latina, which were also two important points for us. And also if you take Latina, if you take player by player, they're way more experienced. I think we were growing and we are still growing a lot in this season. But this is the the young. Yeah, we have a really young team, and this is the for me best championship in the world. Uh, if you take the players which are here individually, this championship is yeah, it's just really strong. And we we try to keep up. We try to take our points. But it's more normal to lose against these teams than to take points against this team. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, you're you're a very uh, you're really a very young team. And my last question in in this regard about about the youth of this team is: uh, you've played, yeah, you're you're more experienced than, than than many players in the team, and you played in a top four team as we mentioned in Perugia. Uh, do you think that there is a and there is a player in your team? In terms of the youth, the young players, for example, there are rumors that Boto can play uh, in Lube in, in season or two. Do you believe that some of some of them or uh, any of them is, is uh, already already ready to to play in a in a top four team like Lube, Trento, Perugia, Modena?
1: I think at the moment to play starting six in a team like this. There's nobody ready. I think they can get there. And I think they're not so far. But to play starting six under pressure on this level is something different. And I saw, if you see also the top teams, there are not so many players really young, which are always playing. If you, There are some, but they're exceptional. If you take Micheletto, he was the best player for me in European Championship, even if the final didn't play as well as before. But he was 19 or 20 years old and he was playing amazing also last season he was playing he was growing so fast he's an ex- exception it's not normal to play on this level on with 22 21 years old i think linus can can arrive on this level but he needs one or two seasons to be to to get there maybe he needs four but i'm pretty sure that that there are some players especially i think botolo and and linus uh, Weber, who who can get there, and I hope for them they will. I try to push them uh, on on their maximum uh, every day, so um, I hope they can be or they will be.
0: Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you again for being in the podcast, and I wish you a lot of uh, a lot of luck and success in the next matches because you're you're in the fight for the for the playoff. Uh, for the play of sport for the eighth place it's very it will be very difficult because five five teams were are, are in the are in the mix you and uh, verona with latina with taranto and uh, and uh Vibo. so it will be very very interesting and i hope that you are going to to have uh, success in the end uh, and of course thank you uh, thank you again for uh, for uh, for accepting the invitation to to be a guest in the podcast thank, thank you.
1: you very much for the invitation uh... I hope I could tell you something about my my volleyball and my my life, and I hope you enjoyed yeah. it. Uh,
0: I'm I'm sure that, that the spectators or the listeners uh, enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, thank thanks again, and uh, and I hope that uh, you can uh, you can get to this to this playoff spot, and of course to, to in first place to, to 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 play to play better and to and to and to have success uh thank you again uh, thanks also to the listeners or to the spectators for watching or for listening to to this uh, uh to the interesting stories uh ian ian told us and of course uh, i hope that you're going to do it also the next time bye-bye
1: thank you